Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Empty Nesting on Purpose, a podcast for Christian couples who are in their empty nesting season or quickly approaching that season, wondering if there's more to that season than this. If that is you, you are in the right place, as that is exactly where we found ourselves not so long ago, too. Hey there, we are Luke and Melissa Dickey, shouting out from Wasilla, Alaska. We, as an empty nesting couple, asked the Lord about a year and a half ago, Lord, something just doesn't quite feel right with our, our season we're in. Just help us know how we could live our season on purpose. And that took us on this beautiful and amazingly fun and scary at sometimes adventure. Yeah, a little bit scary, not going <laughs> to lie. Going from Texas to Alaska. And that is where you're finding us now. And if you'd like to hear the whole beginning story of getting us from Texas to Alaska, you can listen to it in season one. Yeah. So now we are in season two and we have been in Alaska like just over eight months now. Eight months, Yeah, we guys. got here in the spring. It's it's midwinter right now. And uh, it is gorgeous. That's okay. Yeah. The place is just absolutely as pretty as the pictures show. So, And it snows here. I know like shocker, it snows in Alaska, but oh my gosh, guys, I tell everyone, oh, someone snuck the sh- shook the snow globe today. And that's what it looks like to me. I just look up in the sky just in wonder at how pretty it looks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. So this episode, we were uh, kind of tossing the idea around of you know, that's so Alaska. I mean. <laughs> so here's what happened. We went to see our family at Christmas time in Arkansas and we took a break from podcasting. By the way, guys, we have missed y'all like so much. And we're so excited to be continuing sharing our story and hear more about y'all too. So hello again. And it's so good to be chatting with y'all again. But okay. So in Christmas time, we rented an Airbnb in Arkansas to go visit our son and his family where our precious grandbaby is. And our parents, my parents came up to the to the area too to visit us and so did my brother even and his family. And as we were talking, we'd catch ourselves saying, oh my gosh, that's so Alaska. And then we'd tell a story. And I was like, you know what? We need to do a podcast about this because there are just some things that are just interesting about Alaska and Alaskans. And um, we would just love to share those with you. Yeah. And of course, some of these you can find in the lower 48s and other places as well. But man, I guess for us uh, living in Texas, most of our lives, Mm -hmm. we just didn't really encounter, well, moose. Did you know there's (laughs) moose here? Okay. Yeah. That's a true story. (laughs) But what's so Alaska about it is being here, you just have to slow down. Mm, when yep. you slow down, there's so much beauty. It takes your breath away. And for Luke to be driving home, he had to slow down because a moose was in the middle of our road, just just walking. Yeah, our neighborhood road. I mean, it, it was an adolescent moose. So he was huge, but not as huge as, you know, moose get. And uh, he's just walking right down the middle of our road in our neighborhood. And... <laughs> You can't see them at night uh, until you're like right on them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And so I slowed down and he kind of peeked over his shoulder at me, kind of gave me the stink <laughs> eye and kept on just trotting along. Like, I don't know what that car's doing here, but this is my street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So like the first time we encountered a moose. Um, oh, it was so cool. We were on a walk. We were at our first, our second Airbnb while we were here. We were walking the dog just down one of the trails out there. And all of a sudden we hear, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, did like a boulder just fall yeah, down a ravine? Is there an avalanche happening? I and don't know. <laughs> oh my word. And we concluded it was actually a moose running away from us. Yeah. That sucker is powerful. Oh yeah. It, you could feel it through the ground. Like, yes. I don't know what I imagine a stampede of buffalo feels like. <laughs> it was incredible. And our dog went ballistic oh. and started trying to chase him. Gila we're was like, that. no, come back. He will kill you. So he just stood at the corner. He just, he barked. He barked his mighty and barked bark. and barked and barked. And then, so then we were um, leaving that area another day and looks like, okay, honey. You got to look straight ahead right now. And I look straight ahead. She's like, he's like, do you see it? I'm like, a tree? Tree? Are you <laughs> trying to show me more hands. trees? Really? <laughs> and he's like, no, there's a moose there. I'm like, oh, you're kidding. And so like, I look, you know, you have to kind of like, you know, those images when we got as kids, like you'd have to like squint your eyes just right to see the image you were trying to see. Mm -hmm. That's how it was for this moose. He was so camouflaged into the tree and he was not moving a muscle. And like, you looked at him. And you could see his eyes and he's looking at you. He's like, what? You don't see anything. I don't know why you're looking right here. Uh, you don't see a thing. You don't see anything. It was amazing. It was yeah, so And adorable. it was a big moose too. <laughs> he was probably uh, 25 feet away from us. And mm -hmm. I mean, just still really not very so far still. back in the trees. And if you blinked and looked away or whatever, you'd lose sight of yeah, him. I mean, he was just again. like, where did he go? Oh, He's still right there. He's massive. Okay, I see him now. You know, another thing of the beauty, besides I still say the snow globe, I mean, just even on the way to church on Sunday, I was looking at the snow coming down in the streetlights. It's just still so much like a snow globe. But we were going to Knickknack Mud Shack. Shout out to Knickknack Mud Shack for, to go get some pottery stuff for Luke. And we looked up to the right, and there was this glistening field of snow on snow-covered pine with beautiful, clear sky in the background. I was like, yeah, I am completely literally unblemished. I mean, just perfect. driving in a Christmas card. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was super cool. It is. Alaska is stunning. Truly. So another thing that is so Alaska. Okay. What, what got me thinking? Oh, my gosh. This is so Alaska. Because, like, um, Alaskans are like go-getters and they're like, I can handle these things. Like they're, they are rough and tough and amazing people. And so we kind of monologue for them sometime, like how they would handle it so we can know how to handle it. And we were, we were at the airport to park before we left for Arkansas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So, and the snow has been coming down, you know, for a couple of days. And um, my husband was in charge of figuring out parking for us. And he decided to go with the non-covered long-term parking. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we get in the parking lot. We're driving around and there are cars like you can't see the cars for the snow. Mm -hmm. And then there's other cars you can't see, but you can see these two like um, windshield wipers just sticking out. Sticking straight out. Yeah. And then finally in the corner, like, oh, my gosh, we've got one. He's like, yeah, we do. And it was a corner lot spot. And um, he's like, hey, so you might want to get out of the car because I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Up to your knees in snow. I don't know if we'll be able to open the doors on your side. I'm like. So, yeah, it, it <gasps> looks like somebody had just pulled out and they left like this flat spot where their car was. But on each side of it, it was it was like a foot and a half or two foot deep of snow. And we had they probably had like a focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little car. <laughs> yeah. OK. So so I get Melissa out of the car and she gets the bags and is standing off to the side. And I, 
you know, I pull forward and I go to reverse in and I get about halfway into the parking spot and the car stops, right? It doesn't turn off. It just stops moving. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So I pull forward. <laughs> I'm like, all right, hon, I'm going to try it again. And I didn't gun the engine, right? Right, right. But, uh, it, it was effort. It was much more effort than I normally would put into backing into a parking spot. And basically, I just rammed the car into the snow drift and <laughs> it fit perfectly. I was like, ha, done. Ha. It was, we could just hear the Alaskans around us who weren't there, by the way. And they would never, but like, we could just hear them saying, well, you've got this. Like, you can totally do this. You will make it into that parking spot. There's no lines, by the way, guys, if you're wondering. There was nothing really helping us, yeah. guiding us to where we needed and, to be. And we kind of imagine them going, but I mean, if you really, I mean, if you really don't feel up to the task, I'll do it for I'll you, do but it. you're not going to learn that way. So just go ahead and try it. <laughs> so, and this is their, this is them. I mean, they are, they're so willing to help. Oh, super but they helpful. they so want you to be able to succeed. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Go ahead and just try it. So <laughs> I did, by golly. I, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Didn't even get in a wreck. I mean, uh, the snow stopped me just fine. <laughs> So that's another Zolaskan thing. Yeah, a couple of weeks later, by the way, when we got back to Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, I had Melissa handle the baggage and find our baggage, and I went off to go hunt for the car because I had been worried for three, two, two and a half weeks that it was we weren't going to be able to get to our car. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be gone. Apparently, <laughs> no, it was going to be covered in snow. Yeah. We'd never be able to get out. Of it. Oh, that's, that's what it. I thought. Okay, so I get there, and yes, it had like a foot and a half of snow on top of the car. You know, on top of this stuff that was already there. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that's a lot of snow. So I kind of brushed off the door and reached inside and got the little scraper thing. We have this wand scraper, right? Mm -hmm. It's like three foot long. And I went to brush it off the snow and it was just powder. Oh, it was perfect. Nothing stuck to the car. I just wiped it off. Done. (laughs) He had that car wiped off warming up and waiting for me before we ever got our baggage. Oh, yeah. I was waiting on her. That's I right. I mean. I win. <laughs> <laughs> you won, but really, you're the hero. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's it. was awaiting. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at with that. <laughs> okay. So let's just pause right here for just a second. Melissa, would you like to go on a date with me this weekend? You know I would. Oh, man, me too. So Luke and I have been going on dates weekly ever since the kids were about teens. And we love this time. It's usually about an hour long and we used to do breakfast, now we're doing dinner. But really it's all about just spending time with the other person and asking questions like, Oh, how are you this week? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't always remember to say it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean to. And then listen to what the other person says. But then it helps to have another question too to keep the conversation going. Luke and I have put together about 10 questions that we have found helped us dream big dreams and begin to consider, could God help us make these dreams happen in our empty nesting season? And we'd love to share them with you too. If you'd like a copy of 10 questions for your next 10 dates, go to the podcast notes. You can find a link there. Also go to emptynestingonpurpose.com. You'll find that link there for, again, the 10 questions to elevate your date night. Okay, back to the show. So that was so Alaskan. We had another one. Okay, so we had one more that so Alaskan moment happen. And mind you, these are just the ones that are coming up off the top of our heads. We've had an amazing time here. We've met some amazing friends. We've joined some, an amazing church with great small groups and people. Oh, we love, we love the people of Alaska. And um, 
in the little nest that we're making here for certain. We're surprised. In fact, when we got back from the, to the airport, we were like, feels good to be home. Yeah, I'm ready to be home. Yeah. And we didn't expect that. Like, I know I didn't expect it. I've been a te- born and bred Texan, and I like to stay that way, but I don't know that I do anymore. Yeah, we're Alaskans now. I like this melting pot of Alaska. But another thing that we have found to be so Alaskan is how quick they are to be a friend to you here, how quick they are to assume you may not know all the Alaska things, but give you the opportunity to possibly already have the Alaska things and make you look good with not knowing the Alaska things. I don't know how else to say it, but they're really great about making you not feel crazy for not knowing all the Alaska things. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they just, yeah. They're very welcoming and helpful. So we met this couple because Luke was teaching one couple how to make pottery. Like they had won this charity bid and he was helping them. And then they invited us to their house for Thanksgiving. So we got to do our first ever Friendsgiving. Yeah, that was actually very cool. Uh, even though we didn't have family in town and didn't go to Melissa's parents or my parents or either of our kids' houses for Thanksgiving and they didn't come to ours. Uh, man, it was a great time of fellowship with our new friends. Yes. And as we were all hanging out and talking, the guy started to talk about ice fishing. Yeah. Well, fishing in general and hunting. And then they were, they started to talk about ice fishing. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. So y'all actually go ice fishing out on the lake and drill holes in the lake and, you know, fish. Like, like this is a real thing. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. I've seen it in movies. Movies. Uh huh. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, have you never been? I'm like, no, no, I have never been. They're like, well, do you want to go? I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to go sometime. And they're like, okay. And it just kind of dropped, you know. And as we were leaving, he said, well, next time we're going, I'll, I'll I'll get in touch with you, Luke. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, you know, people and say like, stuff. People say stuff. But in Alaska, they don't just say stuff. Yeah, a couple weeks later, um, he called me. He and his buddy were about to go ice fishing at one of the local lakes. And he's like, man, come on. You have your license, right? Now, yeah, I've got my, my fishing license. I even have a fishing pole. And he goes, oh, <laughs> Okay, is it a ice fishing pole? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's you know the thing you know for streams and stuff. He goes, yeah, no, leave that at home. I've got all the things. <laughs> I've got all the things that we need. Uh, don't bring that, right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, <clears throat> just me myself and a whole bunch of clothing uh, showed up, and uh, the two guys were already there. And we we got the big auger and a sled and some coolers and uh, oh tons of stuff like the dude has some fishing gear (laughs) and we went down on the lake and he like he's like yeah i think this is the spot uh that's deepest right and you apparently you want to fish in the deep part of the lake and he he pulled out his auger and it's electric or uh gas powered he's like check this out and and it like (laughs) zoomed straight through the ice like Almost two foot of ice took him probably a second and a half to drill through. It was amazing. And then, you know, he did two more holes or we we each did our own hole. But yeah, we fished for a couple hours. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It was it was very Alaskan thing to do. Yes. And now we can check that box. Luke has ice fished. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I caught a lot of stuff. We, We didn't keep very much. And uh 
the fish we did keep. We we tried here and eh. well, we found out about ice fishing. Whenever you're doing it in lakes, it tastes like lake fish. And yeah, we aren't really. We aren't really. We want the ocean fish. Yeah, it's true. But so coming up this year, y'all are going to get to hear about Luke getting to go salmon fishing. Net. I don't know if you, I don't think you get to net fish yet. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to check in on it. But regardless, I'll be able to go salmon fishing down in Kenai mm-hmm. uh, with some missionary buddies that we met. And uh, they offered to bring me down. And when it's salmon fishing time, uh, come and learn how to fish for salmon. <laughs> I think it's so cool. How yeah. Everybody's just like, we'll teach you. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, truly, that is very Alaskan. They're like. What, you don't know how to do this thing that everybody... Come on over. I'll show you how. That way you know how. And we had friends that sometimes we go out for coffee after church to get to hang out a little bit. And they're like, okay, so we're about to start getting our snows for the season. And I wanted to just give you a few heads up. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> make sure you start breaking even more sooner than you expect to break for the lights with snow. Just go ahead and break a little bit more. Yeah. And like a few more tips like that, but it really helped us be kind of mentally prepared. Yeah, just be aware. And by the way, if you get to the stop sign and you break in time, don't just assume that the guy on the cross section is going to stop because their light is red. Because they don't always. They approach a, a, a light that's turning red. And sometimes if they're going too fast, they'll just lay on the horn and go straight through. Or even just go straight through, you know. Even though it's like... Fully red, not like kind of red. It's yeah. just red. Yeah. So, yeah, they they give us tips. They, they help it's us been out. very helpful. Okay, friends. So we just wanted to say, hey, and we've missed y'all. We're still here. We're still hanging out in Alaska, still finding our way on what it means to be empty nesting on purpose for certain. We don't have all the answers. In fact, um, a lot of our prayers, if you were listening in, you'd be like, wow, they have a lot of questions. And you'd be right. Yeah. We, we do have a lot of questions. We don't know what God is up to completely. We just know that right now we feel peace and we feel God opening doors in Alaska. So we're here. We're here for that season. Okay, so this week's question's kind of a fun one for your date this week with your spouse. So we were talking about that so Alaskan, and it's just things we've like noticed about Alaska, like, wow, that is a very Alaskan thing. So one thing we're going to do on our date this week is we are going to talk about that so where we grow up, grew up. So for me, that was Grapevine, Texas. For, yeah, and for me, it was Amarillo, Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what was so our towns growing up, and then maybe even what we've noticed about the other towns, like what I noticed about Amarillo. So we're not going to try to answer it right now? Usually we do. Okay, let's do it. Okay, Luke, so you tell me. That's so Amarillo. Okay, so I I don't know if uh, this is the case from where you have lived in the past, but in Amarillo, we have tumbleweeds. Like, honest to goodness, just like in the Western movies, and you see that tumbleweed just Rolling across then, yeah, we've got them. You know what else they have rolling across those long highways? They have tarantulas. Oh my gosh, tarantulas! Yeah, it's true. It's true. So not in Amarillo proper. Oh, okay. uh, But like outside, (laughs) I guess on the northwest side of that area, there are droves of tarantulas. Mm -hmm. In certain seasons, yeah. Well, and they they uh, migrate. They migrate. Yeah. So they. And part of the year, you see these tarantulas going across the road, and you'll just you'll be like, "What the? Is that a?" Yeah, the first time I thought I sure took my is. foot off the gas, I'm like, "Oh my god!" 
<laughs> yeah, like big black tarantulas, huge ones. And you're like, no way. So I guess that's not so so amarillo. But when I thought about the tarantula, when I thought about the tumbleweed going across, I'm like, it'd be right with the tarantula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we totally have tarantulas and tumbleweeds, big ones too, not just the tiny little ones blown across the street. Some of them are massive. And uh, if you hit one going 70 miles an hour, it'll scratch your car up like nobody's business. <laughs> okay, so Melissa, Grapevine, Texas, where you grew up. That's so Grapevine, Texas. There was always something family-friendly to do in town. And I think of things like the Grape Fest on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Or we were, because we're Texas, I mean, it's always about the football games and about homecoming and all that stuff. There was always... Those kind of things, but there was also always church things to do in town. There were always festivals and fairs going on. We even had like community festivals like the Arbor Days Festival. But I think if Luke was going to say that's so grapevine, he would say smog and traffic. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, when I got to the Dallas area, I was like, it it was culture shock, really. I moved there when I was 18, I think. Yeah. And uh, the big city with all the noise and all the smog, I was suffocating. Oh, man, it was rough at first for me, but it's not all that. Yeah, there's lots of lovely things in the Dallas area, Grapevine area. No, oh, well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're from there, right? Hey, you yeah. got a point for that yeah, one. come on. Nicely done. Okay, friends, well, we hope you all have fun discussing that question on y'all's date, too. And we look forward to catching you next time. All right. See you guys. Hey friends, so one thing that's really helped Luke and I in our relationship is dreaming big dreams and not being afraid to ask big, sometimes hard questions. So what we'd love to do for our listeners is send y'all out an email every week with a new question to ask, because hopefully y'all are going on dates each week too. And this can give y'all something fun to talk about and begin seeing where your dreaming big might be leading y'all. Now, you can find out more information in the show notes of our podcast or on our website at emptynestingonpurpose.com. 